I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the internet. Banter Show, RPG Gamers Editorial Roundtable Podcast. I am Scott Walker. I pronounce things weird in this preamble, and with me tonight are my co-hosts of no particular order. I'm Sam. I'm still on this crazy train, and I'm not getting off anytime soon. It's your fault, Scott. I'm Trent, and I love having to follow up Sam every podcast. <laughs> I'm Mac, and I always go last, because in spite of the fact there is no particular order, there is totally an order. Yeah, but if they can, but if you can sort out the reasoning behind the order, you win a prize. That's Wait, true. There's a prize involved. I can declare prizes at any time I feel like. Wait, there's a reasoning prize. behind the order. <laughs> if they can figure it out, prize. If I can figure it out, I get a prize. Exactly. You are not ineligible from this. Matt, we gotta figure this out. Amazing. We got, we got work to do. Anyways, let's talk about this thing we're talking about. The thing in the stuff. There might be some pixelated boobs. I've ruined this conversation. We're talking about the Final Fantasy VII remake. We're trying not to encourage it. <laughs> let's 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 never let her speak again. Sam, you are fired from Segway. <laughs> you are you 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 are, you are you are no longer allowed to Segway in any way, shape, or form. Just the worst. Just the, the worst. That, that that's terrible. You that your segue is bad. You should feel bad. Oh man, she feels oh. bad. I'm crying. You're oh. laughing your ass off. I'm laughing, crying. That's worse. There's no such thing. <sighs> so so what are we talking about? We're so, talking about a. So a we are going to unpack thing. our thoughts on the Final Fantasy VII remake. And apparently yeah. Mac wants to fire the opening salvo, so you know what? The con is yours. Final Fantasy VII Remake and what it means. Now, I I think everybody here on the site, whether you like the game or not, it's a game that everybody's heard of. There's no RP gamer out there who's not heard of Final Fantasy VII. And if they have, they've been living under... If they haven't, they've been living under a rock for forever. So, the PlayStation game from 1997 that fans have been clamoring for a remake for years and years and years and years are finally getting said remake. Now, of course, you know what that's going to lead to, right, guys? It's going to lead to drama because everybody has a different opinion on what the remake's going to entail, correct? Absolutely, but I mean, it's drama llama of you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. That's yeah. the best time. Well, you know what? I think my thesis, personally, my, the point that, the affirmative that I am arguing is that Damned If You Don't is a much nicer circle of hell than Damned If They Did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
here's the thing. That's the biggest problem that they are going to face is how to do it. Because on one hand, you have the people that just wanted a prettier, you know, fancier version of the exact same game that they played in 97 or whenever between 97 and now. They just want that exact same thing with PlayStation 4 level graphics. And then you have the other folks that are like, well, I want, you know, improvements. I want to see the translation better. Maybe the story to make sense, some changes to certain points, you know, different things. And and I guess we can get around to this eventually, but I'm just kind of curious what you all would actually want to see out of this specifically. Because well, we know, I think, I think that'll come out over the course of this talk. Yeah, for certain. I think I think it's a multi-part answer from all of us, and that's going to be most of the chat. But I'd like to sort of open up from more of a businessy side of this and some trend mm-hmm. spotting, because at this point, tens of million dollars, tens of millions of dollars. And years of effort to make no one happy may as well be the official Square Enix motto. It should be on a banner above the main entrance. It should be in, like, you know, master calligraphy in every cubicle in that studio. Because goddamn, is that what this game is. Pretty much. I mean, mean, this and Kingdom Hearts 3, come on. I mean, do you think in some ways remaking Final Fantasy VII would fix... Fix the many flawed titles that they have put out. And I say flaws in quotation because, let's face it, I mean, Final Fantasy thirteen and its predecessors, you know, while absolutely gorgeous, they weren't exactly, like, crazy, mad-selling Final Fantasy games for Square Enix. I mean, they were super disappointed with the sales of them. Well, Do you think uh, that... I, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, hey. Final Start. Fantasy thirteen was the fastest selling. Well, it was the fastest selling, and yet they were still horribly disappointed by it. Well, they're bad at math. They're okay, bad at no. math. They okay. were. They like. I don't remember if you saw the different articles from the President Square Enix being like, "We are so disappointed by the kind of reaction we are getting." Yeah, this time. The, I know we're not talking about. I, I'm not saying we're talking about thirteen, but what I'm suggesting is that do you think? the logic of bringing Final Fantasy VII back into the spotlight is their attempt at trying to fix whatever they think is metaphorically broken with them. That is my question. Um, my answer to that would be, I, I think they realize that there's nothing fundamentally wrong with the series. The whole point of Final Fantasy with each iteration is, is to experiment and try something new. Obviously, not everything is going to work and in every context, not everyone's going to love what their output is. But I think the decision to remake Final Fantasy VII was uh, kind of like an olive branch towards fans, a sign of goodwill, you know? It's, it's, it's an opportunity for them to become, again, the square that fans love and appreciate. Uh, and I think that's what a lot of people, even people who have grown to despise Square Enix, actually want to see. Uh, a square that releases quality titles that satisfy people and really hit their nostalgia boner. So there's a part of me that believes that, and there's the other half of me that thinks it's an attempt at desperation to win people back. Because they also behave in a way that comes across like, we want your love again. We are super desperate. We are giving you the thing that we want. Please love us again. And that's how it came across to me, the presentation at E3. It wasn't, to me, it didn't seem like an olive branch at all. The body language made the suggestion of, well, because this has clearly been the E3 where we're going to give you all the things that were all pipe dreams, love us again. It just came across well, too desperately to me. Yeah, here's the thing with the remake, and 
it doesn't really matter. That's the biggest thing is it yeah. doesn't matter if it's desperation. It doesn't matter if they're trying to just win back fans. It doesn't matter because regardless, it's happening. It's happening to sell like gangbusters. Yeah. And this is yeah, this is what I said. I I believed back when they first released that video clip that they were just going to release the PC port on PlayStation Four. Well, they still and everybody are. thought that was yes. Cancel your pre-orders it, on that, by the way, kids. But back when it was just that, and that was you know the big troll comment, and everybody was making fun of it. I still would be willing to bet, and even when this hits the PC port of it hits. I still say that will be the top-selling download on PSN during that month. Hands down, no question. And despite it still being just a PC port, it just, it will be. There's too many people that are goo-goo-ga-ga that just absolutely love this game, and more power to them. Square Enix has found something that fans love, and they, they have never been one to be shying away from milking it. What makes me surprised is this didn't happen sooner. Well, I think I, I I don't want to say it reeks of desperation, but it but it definitely indicates that they're maybe a bit tapped for directions to go. And I think they saw this surefire sales hit and went with it. Yeah, it's not like this is gonna be a very, you know, inexpensive, oh, we're just gonna make a few changes and you know, crank we, it out. We're we're gonna upscale the textures, eliminate some jaggies, make sure it doesn't crash on a PS4, and we're done. It's it, it's not the Drake, it's not the Uncharted Drake trilogy collection here. Yeah, they're gonna be you know making this game comp- You know, it is a remake, and with that are gonna come changes, and some people will be thrilled with those changes. Some people won't. You know, the biggest thing that people have talked about so far is what's going to happen to the battle system. Is Square Enix going to bring a game in, out in 2000, past 2015? You 2017 know, it's not coming, at, you know, 2017 at the earliest. You know, are they going to bring a game out like that that is going to still have turn-based combat? They've said they want it to make it more action-like. I can think of a hundred ways, well, maybe not a hundred. I can think of quite a few ways that they could still keep turn-based combat and still make it more action-oriented, still make it faster, make it feel more modern, but still keep the turn-based feel. But will they do that? Will I it can be, almost see them having you know, uh, two options. One that plays like old-school Final Fantasy VII. You, you're, you're on timers and you take your turns. And something that plays a little closer to 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drop... Yeah, I'm going to drop my cards right here and say that I'm okay with anything they do with this remake because Final Fantasy VII, while a great game, has never been one of my top Final Fantasies. It's not one that I, you know, it's one I enjoyed. I played it when it first came out, loved it. There, I have issues with it that I've addressed over the years, and I still have those issues. And if they fixed them, great. If they don't, great. You know, it's not one of my tentpole titles. So I'm okay with them changing a lot of stuff because I still have the original I can play. Heck, I'm going to have the original I can play on PS4 soon. So if they're going to you know, change up everything, I'm okay with it. That said, there's still a few things they could do that I wouldn't be as thrilled about. I don't really want an action RPG a la Kingdom Hearts. I don't want you know, for Cloud to be the only main character you can control. But even if they did both of those things, I still wouldn't cry. I still wouldn't, you know, have a fit. I just wouldn't be as interested. But, you know, heck, even maybe that could work. So, you know, I'm throwing it down. 
just saying, bring it on. I'd like to see what they are capable of this time. Well, I'm, I'm kind of curious, actually, because now that you put your cards out, like, what is everyone's sort of interest level with Final Fantasy VII? Because I know we all come from slightly different backgrounds with the game. Like, I've played it a few times, but I've played it a few times because there's you a were small in high part school of me that and you only had, had one. Game. You, you had one game, <laughs> and then the other half of me was more of in my mind. At one point, I was trying to put the story together because I just still didn't get it. But I love that battle system, admittedly, and I think that's why I kept playing it. Hmm. So you know, and, and that's like you. I'm like you, Matt. Yeah. It's not one of my favorites. In fact, it's yeah. probably on the bottom of favorites. I'll just briefly say, to finish off my statement on that, is that, no, no, you were fine. Uh, to give a clear statement of where I come from, the few things that I don't like about Final Fantasy VII, um, I like the story. I know it's incomprehensible at some points, but not really that incomprehensible. It's more just a bad translation on a lot of stuff and a lot of screwy, you know, mumbo-jumbo elements that kind of pop in. But, you know, so what? I'm okay with that part. Uh, what I don't like about it necessarily is the materia system and the fact that all the characters really felt a little too samey because you could make them all yeah. way too samey. Well, and uh, the only thing worth that there's a point at the end game that the only thing worth throwing is Knights of the Round. I never yeah, thought Knights of the Round in any of I my playthroughs. Uh, me either. I feel like uh, that's a crutch. Yeah, I hate race uh, chocobo racing, so I never did that. Never did chocobo breeding. Well, okay, there's, I hated there's those a recurring <laughs> issue in Final Fantasy where you can spend forty hours doing some annoying side activity to make everything easy, or spend forty hours grinding to make everything easy. I don't mm-hmm. think I ever felt the need to grind in that game. That, surprisingly, I always remembered it being quite balanced. Um, I don't know about everyone else, but okay. I had my party that I liked. And I just stuck with them the whole time. Okay, well, speaking of rebalancing, how much of that is going to be about revamping materia and maybe introducing new brokenness into it, and how much of it is about doing some niche protection with characters, or even making some characters relevant past disc one? Barrett literally gets worse as he levels. I'm just saying. No, he doesn't. He he absolutely doesn't. No, but I think more what... Scott means is just okay. I, I I won't say worse, but his curve is not quite cu- is. I'm trying to think of the shape of it and how to describe it, but it is the increments get less and less impressive as the game goes on compared to other characters. Yeah, well, maybe, but if you're factoring in the power of his limits, then he's one of the top three characters in the game. Hmm. Admittedly, but truthfully, my dislike of what they did with Barrett is just they basically gave him this really short plot and then said oh, Barrett's just here now. He was very important in the intro. He was very important you know, getting the story started and then, like you said you know, his plot kind of climaxes early and just kind of drops off, but still Well, I mean, fixing that would be a drastic rewrite and I think that brings us to a fan reaction side to this where you have, it's different and it's ruined versus it's old and it's busted and I mean, it's going to take a hell of a thing t- for this team to strike a balance between those two sides. Yeah, I mean, I don't envy them at all because changing this game is like trying to, you know, the new remake. international version of the Bible gets well, blasted yeah. every few decades. For, <laughs> I wasn't going to go that unquote, direction. Go, leaving out words. <laughs> I was going to go the direction of like remaking the 
the fir- the original Star Wars trilogy. Honestly, you know? <laughs> new translations of the Bible and new edits of A New Hope are about hand in hand, depending on who you talk to. Well, see, we're going beyond new edits to A New Hope in this case. You know, we're going to be remaking it from scratch. We're not going to have you know the same actors in there. It's going to be different. Well, That's this the- game will have actors for once. Oh God. Troy Baker. <laughs> Troy Baker for everyone. Can we have yeah. can we have Gak come back? That's pretty rad. Gak and Troy Baker. Oh. Gak playing Troy Baker playing Gak. It's a victory, best marriage ever. Now, as somebody who didn't hate Crisis Core, I you know I think the voice acting is not something that I'm worried about in this in this game. Though Ooh. after watching Advent Children, uh, oh yeah. I don't want this to become all show and no blow. That's what I'm, that is one thing I would be afraid but of. But you is... know what, Matt, that is something to be concerned about. Absolutely. I I worry from just how I feel about the remake that this is all going to be fluff. Beauty, the most beautiful looking game ever. And that's about it. Because that was never the case the first well, time exactly. around. Well, exactly. That was what it was the first time around. And that's fine and dandy, but you know, I'm on the camp that's like, okay, look, there was things that were definitely broken about the game that I would love fixed. I'm also in the camp that would love a proper translation, because every time I see that line about sick... Oh, no. Here's the <laughs> thing. There will be torches and pitchforks if that line gets hey, changed. Hey, and I, I want... Believe, and, I, and you know what? Guess, who, guess what Garland's going to do? He's going to knock you all down. Because the fans wouldn't let that line change, stupid as it was. Spoonie Bard, still in there, you know. Well, they checked, he was Spoonie. All I do want is that they they keep Barrett's um, swearing the way that it was, because I thought that was perfect. Can they get Mr. (laughs) T to voice Barrett? Is he busy? (laughs) Probably not. Okay, we all know that he's not. (laughs) Yeah. There's there's a new Rocky movie coming, Trent, you never know. Yeah. Now, is okay. Any... Mod- modern, modern Mr. T has no place in a Rocky movie. <laughs> now, so there's my pipe dream. Know. Thanks, Trent. I'm sorry. I am the destroyer of worlds. <laughs> is anyone else worried that Nomura is the one directing this one? He well, was okay. Not there, there are some new people game. filling some old shoes, and I think. Nomura is oh, okay. I I can I, I'm just I haven't really had the chance to 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 monologue, so I'm gonna yes. take yeah. Um, Let's hear the Trent monologue and speak up. Oh please, yeah, okay. So so the person who's in charge of story and scripts with this outing, and 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 primarily in charge of the further developing the characters and the dialogue, is the same person responsible for the original script of Final Fantasy VII, as well as much of the compilation of Final Fantasy VII. Nomura is coming in to handle sequences, and from what I understand, he's going to deal with the story the same way Advent Children did. And I have no problems with that. I was a fan of Advent Children. Maybe I'm in the minority, but the point that I'm driving at is. You know, regardless of whatever changes the game has from a gameplay or mechanics perspective, the story is still going to be the story. And I think the delivery is still going to fall in line with what fans expect. Mm-hmm. And it's just so be comprehensible. I, 
Well, it probably <laughs> won't be comprehensible, but that's kind of why I liked Final Fantasy in the first place. Like, <laughs> it, it sounds that sounds horrible, um, and I know that we shouldn't necessarily be applauding poor narrative delivery, but I like the fact that I have to dig into a game to understand everything that's going on. I like a game that has lore, and Final Fantasy VII is chock full of it. And were there things that they could have elaborated on in a much more cohesive and clear way? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Or one of the disallaborated on to make it cohesive. See, see and clear. that's not my issue here, Fred, because there are Final Fantasy games where absolutely the story's ridiculous, but you love it anyways. For me, this was not one of them because half the time I sat there and went, I don't get it. I don't no, get it. No, really. And I still don't get it. Uh, Who's no, this listen. guy? What does he no. want? No, now listen. There really isn't much more to Final Fantasy VII than Cloud wants to, you know, help these people blow things up. That doesn't work. Oh wait, there's Sephiroth. Oh look, Sephiroth is bad. Oh look, wait, wait, Matt. here's Eris come in to save the day. Oh wait, she's dead. Oh wait, revenge. Matt, are the you, end. <laughs> are you suggesting that the plot of Final Fantasy VII is the equivalent in trying to figure out plot in pornography? Because that's what it sounds like. Well, no, because pornography is, is about user, is about viewer satisfaction. <laughs> no, no, I think, here's the thing. Porn gives you what you want. Art gives you what you need. Final Fantasy VII scripts give you some stuff to figure out, maybe? I guess my frustration is I just want comprehensible sentences. Give me proper grammar. Well, this is that it. Part, I don't like, think we'll have with, without it. grammar, with, with grammar aside, the plot is straightforward, but they spun this backstory into this tiny little ball of convoluted mess that you can read a very nice three-page thread about that, based on an editorial Trent wrote. <laughs> I, I don't know what any of that meant. Not Not a word, sir. We still love you, though. I, I just, I, I don't, it's like, I don't know what these fans are talking about. I just know I have a lot of time before that meteor hits to mess around with Chocobo inbreeding. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like some tension. I'd like dramatic tension in Disc 4. How about that's what I want? What new things would you like to see added to this? Um, what are some new, you know, we've, we've said what we'd like to see fixed. What new content can Eris not be. die and be the greatest badass hero ever? Because I, well, would, I would buy that over the crap they gave me in that game. Actually, you could do that if you had action replay with your PlayStation. But I didn't. But I'm just saying, I was bitter because I was that person that totally used her and didn't know she died. And then was super bitter that I had to oh. sit down and raise an entirely new character. Let who wasn't me... as rad. Yeah, let me say this one thing about the remake. So help me if they change her not dying or they change the fact that you bring her back. Oh, no, there's going to be an 80-level bonus dungeon that brings her back. You know it. Regardless of whether that happens or not, there is absolutely no way that's not getting spoiled immediately for everybody on the internet from the first person that finds it, you know, be it hits Japan first or whatever. There's no way that's not getting spoiled. There's no way that's going to happen. It's, it's, there's too much Final Fantasy VII media out there. It's too ingrained in the subtext of the game. Like, it's, Everyone knows. Everyone knows that Aerith's dead. It's it's mm-hmm. the JRPG spoiler to conquer all JRPG spoilers. Can, can she at least be a ghost that's not like Casper 
and is vengeful. <laughs> Aerith the vengeful ghost? Yeah, like she shows up for that last fight that's purely there. That the pornographic final fight where you've got like instead of Cloud and the starter equipment just wailing on Sephiroth, it's Air- Ghost Aerith just slapping him around. I'd be into I- that. Yeah, that that would be totally cool. Instead of, you know, Sephiroth shirtless, just chilling and getting killed, that you have coming just up there smacking. Just and getting killed. Hey, you know what was <laughs> I mean, amazing? Taking Sid's high wind and just having it ram into shirtless Sephiroth. It gave me great joy in life, I'm not going to lie. It's like, yeah, yeah, stuff it, shirtless Sephiroth. I threw a plane at you, and somehow you didn't die. Bastard. Yeah, Sephiroth can survive a plane to the face, but Eris, no, food stones don't work on that nuts. All I wanted was my plane carnage, and the game ruined it. Uh, but is there any other new content you all would like to see? I, I you know what? I don't want to see them attempt to shoehorn in seven spin-offs worth of lore that 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 the compilation of Final Fantasy VII added. I don't need. I don't need Crisis Core flashbacks. I don't need uh, Easter eggs for yeah. Advent Children. I don't want an extended Vincent third-person shooter that doesn't make any sense. Well, speaking of those things, I mean, I'm that could be his playing. new limit break. Oh, Scott, I'm so. Ugh. I, I, I admit, <laughs> you're, you're I, just I, driving me. You're just driving me right up the wall with this podcast because you know, you know what, you know what you say, like. You know what you sound like? You sound like the internet. You sound like a, a giant gelatinal blob representing the internet as a whole. I am so tired of this. You know what we need? We need a game that's good. I don't care what they do. I don't care what they reference. I don't care if they bring up Crisis Core or any other spin-off game. Providing it's good and it works, who gives a f- Well, here's the deal. Trent, you are the fried gift that says, shut up and take my money. And Scott is the curmudgeon that sits in a corner and goes, you No, know, I, I am Professor Farnsworth, Giff. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. I appreciate that. Oh, please. Because Matt and I are kind of in the middle, okay? I don't know. I'm like... you, know, you know who you are? You are the guy who, who stands on his soapbox surrounded by all the other fanboys and declares that Final Fantasy VI was a much better RPG. It and was! That be, and that we should all be playing Deus Ex instead. Yeah, it and, is! And, and, I agree, and, and it as much as I agree with you, God, stop being that person. It's so annoying. Man, I I, 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 I agree with you when I want to punch you in the face when you say things like that. <laughs> the oh. most loving relationship ever. So I'm just going to run off with Kelsey Trent, and you two can just have your makeout session, and, you know, I'll come back later with a couple beers. Okay. Oh, I, just, uh, I, just, I just get well, so frustrated. You get frustrated, her. but you agree. And you know On what? the third time, when I ask if there's any new content you all would like, so far okay. I've just heard stuff we don't want. Okay, I truthfully can, can we have, don't want any can new we have, content. Can we have more Yuffie? Can we yes! Have more Yuffie? Oh my god, yes! Can we have, like, a Yuffie side episode where she steals stuff from people? And I want the dating scene <gasps> to be more yes. elaborate. I want, I, I want the oh jacuzzi God. scene to be fully animated. No, no, I know exactly mo-cap. what I want. I want mocap jacuzzi no, scene. I have, it, I have it better. You get to play full-out dress-up for Cloud when he gets to cross-dress. Oh, that, that's I, a given. I want super fashionista time. It, I want to, like, pick the colors, I want to pick the fabric, 
Oh, I'm no. gonna make him smoking hot. It's it's gonna be a magical girl thing. It's gonna be as bad as Jack is a fool. So in other words, I'm gonna buy this game and then never get past that because I'll be too busy like tweeting out pictures of my beautiful cloud creations. Yes, do that. That is that is All the right, best. Guys, thing. Who wants to buy me this game when it releases? That is the only thing. Because that's what I do want, Mac. I, I'm a liar. That's what I want. I want dress up. Okay. And a side episode about you being you. awesome. I absolutely believe you. Also, <laughs> can we have, like, an episodic game about the Shinra peeps? Because I love them. Yeah, it was on phones. You got it. No, I, 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 no, I want, like, Game of Thrones-style episodic game about the Shinra crew. Because that would be <laughs> rad. Especially because Rude and Reno were, like, my jam growing up. <laughs> I loved them! I thought they were, like, the best characters! Are you sure they were jam and not some sort of marmalade? I like marmalade. <laughs> uh, you knew that about me when you married me! Alright, so Trent, who is this game for? Who is this release for? Is it for us old men who want to see the same game again, but no, no, shiny? It's for Sam. Or is it for new people who have never had a chance? I think, well, and as much as I would say ideally it's for everyone who's a fan of the genre or has a vague interest in Final Fantasy, I think the reality is that this is being geared for fans of the original or, like, longtime Final Fantasy fans, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if Square wants to position this as, a ref, like, a return to form per se, but I think ultimately the market that they're trying to tap into is oh, I the think, one... I think there's definitely a sphere that wants it be, to be a return to form. I think they want Final Fantasy 16 to be as much a successor to that style as anything else, and the, the 7 remake is a harbinger of that. If, well, if yeah. it acts, if it is more like the original and not, you know, Final Fantasy VII-15, where it's more like a real-time open-world adventure, you know, who knows what the heck they're going to do with this game? Motorcycles. details. That's the issue. We all kind of want details, and we all kind of, as much as we're all in different positions, I think we all secretly kind of want to see what they're going to do. Like, oh, I don't little, secretly. I publicly want saying, to know. I'm one of those people where, you know, <laughs> not exactly one of my favorites, but there's still that curiosity. Yeah, I, you I kind of want to know, because it's being a gaggle of teenage girls, and you're talking about a boy you like, but you know nothing about him. That's how I feel about this oh, game. Oh man, that foreign exchange student is super bishy. You know, right? See, I, I I was having a conversation with Mac not that long ago over Twitter about how I, I'm really just tired of hearing about Final Fantasy VII specifically. Um, just how everyone's like, oh, this can change, but this can't change. And, and how is it going to be? And let's let's determine what it's going to be in advance based on no actual evidence and discuss why that's a bad thing. But you know and, what, sweetheart? You're absolutely right. Like, as much as you're upset and you're annoyed about it, Oh, That's oh, the reality, so, and it the, sucks. The, the, point, the point that I'm driving at is, I want to know, but only if if none of you people get to know. Like, <laughs> oh, only, oh, oh, only if Square Nix sends me a personalized invitation to their offices, and I get to see the game in its alpha build, and, and no one else on the planet gets to see it and comment on it. Because it drives me nuts when people get just a shred of information. Oh, 
and they pour so much speculation into it, and then they make a value judgment on something they've they've barely had any exposure to, and and they've hardly played. It was oh. the same thing with Final Fantasy Fifteen. You, yeah. you saw well, it was the same Fifteen Kingdom Hearts Three every. Well, it's well, no. barely given information about though. Well, 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 fifteen in particular though, yeah. because as as soon as Nomura was off the project and we started seeing trailers of of what is now Final Fantasy fifteen, we mm-hmm. had people coming from all sides who thought they were just experts on versus thirteen, talking about how the game has been made so much worse and, and, and creating <laughs> yeah, online the, the creating online petitions to, to change it back. Do you know what those oh. people are called? They're called dicks. I was gonna go with idiot, but whatevs. <laughs> I'm using real talk here, okay? No, I reserve dick for a different set of behavior from idiot. Well, I'm the lady on the cast, well, so Trent, you know, Trent and I were talking about this, and it really is something that hits everything, but it really hits Final Fantasy because like you said, all of them are different. There's something that's gonna be unique about each and every one of these games and People get really, really invested, and uh, like Nomura apparently is really big in people getting invested in this kind of stuff. So when you have something like that, like you said, Final Fantasy fifteen, one little detail comes out, or one interview from a Japanese magazine gets translated, and you barely understand. You you read what they said, but do you truly understand what they meant by it? Well, suddenly everybody does, and they know exactly what they meant, and they're like, well, what Nomura said is totally different than what Tabata's doing, and then you have what Nomura's doing with Final Fantasy VII Remake, and how, well, he said it's going to change, and it's going to be more modern and more action You know, what does that mean? You don't know. No, <laughs> Nobody knows. Right, it could funny. be the best thing ever. They could turn this into a Final Fantasy twelve style, take a drink, Final Fantasy twelve style gambit system, and it would be like my favorite game ever. <laughs> you know. Or they could turn into a third person shooter and sandwich shoot King- everyone in the knees. Yeah, or sure. it could be, you know, Kingdom Hearts, you know, Final Fantasy seven edition, and it would lose my interest directly. But nobody knows this stuff. There's nothing there. And just like Trent said, you know, the speculation is what drives me crazy. It's one thing to speculate and be like, "Oh, what if?" Mm-hmm. You know, it would be interesting if you yeah. saw this. Yeah. The what, the saw what ifs, are, the what ifs are fine. It's mm-hmm. just it's it's the people who use barely any information, yes. or, or or they make assumptions based on the types of games the people in, involved in production have made before. Yeah. Oh well, it has to be like this because these so people said make- so. Yeah. Well, the, just, the issue is it's the internet. Come on. It is. Like, the fact that we can just search Final Fantasy VII in Google and get a stupid amount of results, all with stupid varying titles, it, it proves... Including this episode, available at fine podcatchers everywhere. It, it just proves that, you know, speculation is kind of what drives it. I mean, yeah. you know, it's not like, for example, where we had all those lovely ESRB leaks first we coded to and then just Konami dragged its feet. We're talking about a game that whether you like it or not, it's ingrained in so many people's childhoods. For a lot of people it's their first RPG. So there's that little bit of, of you feel you know more than somebody else because it's your favoriteest thing ever. And I hate to say it, we can all be like this for different things. It's just sad that some people take it to excessive levels where even the smallest amount of information is total fact. 
like Wikipedia. <laughs> Drop the microphone. Well, speaking of completely pointless speculations, I want to know, I want everyone to name one thing that's on the season pass for this game. I told you, my Shinra episodic DLC. <laughs> I really want that. If it's real, I want Square to pay me. The uh, cost, the swimsuit costumes. <gasps> oh my god, Tifa and Eris and Yuffie and Copper and they're like little bikini. Oh my god. Well, not, also Barrett and Tiny bikinis too. Oh my god, oh, that is the yeah. best thing ever. Oh my god, does Barrett like wear a speedo? Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> what How's else? He- how could he not? Yeah. Come on. Those butt cheeks. Uh, I am super in. It, for, for me, <laughs> I think I think season pass would be chuckable armor. <laughs> yes, oh. chuckable or, or, armor. Or, or, or accessories for racing. Something superfluous that doesn't actually boost any stats, but it's there it's so that people can customize. So, so Trent, what you're saying is I can make a pink chuckabo oh. with like pink armor and hearts on it. Yeah. Well, the heart can, wants what it wants, Samurai. Yeah. Can can they have changed armor? I'd love to see you know actual armor pieces equipped on characters. There is no way that is going to happen. Yeah. New, new new character models now. They're going to do one character design. It's going to be ridiculously elaborate. And you're going to have to stare at it the whole time. I'm spoiled from like Xenoblade and oh yeah, uh, Western games. Uh, my my that. bet for the season Final Fantasy fourteen. My, my <laughs> bet for the season pass is ooh, I'm going to have to go with. Something completely stupid and say like uh, ten million golden saucer coins. <laughs> oh, I have the best pre-order. I guess bonus the, for this. the rainbow moon approach to DLC. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt, I have, what is your what is your magic yeah, idea? Yeah, the GameStop pre-order bonus for this game is for the Honeybee Inn cloud dresses as lightning. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just that that's just already included just to satisfy that one guy. Can I, can I have a mini? saucer because i'd be super into that like i mean i know i'd get like really stupid rewards out of it but i would have cloud like date the shit out of everybody especially barrett well i mean obviously the golden saucer is just going to be full full of models from well we gotta have our snowboarding game well that's going to be in there but i'm saying the golden saucer is going to be cameo city it's just going to be all the entire cast of final fantasy 13 will be hidden in there what if sid and barrett went on a date i feel like the conversation would be nothing but like I want, I want more Sid. I want, I want more, more Sid, Sid in the game. More Yuffie, more Sid because they were my favorites. Party, I, I would, I, I, you know, what would be nice? It would be nice if Kate Sith actually had a, a useful ability. <laughs> just that, one. I, just one. Him. I did, and you're right. He has like nothing useful. Well, this is the thing. Even if you enjoy the character, and God love you if you're one of those people <laughs> who enjoy the character, uh, it's he just, was a Shinra agent, dumb. Like, like, what do you, what, what do you have? Like, he's a big plush kitty. It's just by they're, they're, a different robot. It's just controlled by a robot. It's just awesome. He's a character that you'll just like never he just use. That's fine. He hangs out in the menu <laughs> oh. bar drinking Trent. menu martinis. Trent, was it your editorial that you mentioned it would be cool if they had four playable characters, or was that someone? I think I read that online. It would it be great fun. to have a four-person party. I, I don't. I don't think it would be. I, I, I think the game's balanced. Oh, are you saying three. that it would be good to change things? Is that okay? No, no, it's not. I like say. all these ideas. I'm easy to right. please. Okay, okay, okay. Tell me okay. why you don't like that. To, to be fair, to be fair, if 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 you're down for four player parties, then good for you. But the the where I'm coming at is 
You know, there are Final Fantasy games out there that have four-player parties, mm -hmm. and they work, and all the monsters are balanced for four-player parties, mm -hmm. and and then there are games that have three-player parties. And and I don't know what it is, but maybe and maybe this is just me, but I feel like the ones with three-player parties have faster-paced battle systems because there's less selection, there's less people at play. And just pure design. I mean, if you compare 7 to 9, 9 is slower in a lot of stuff, but I think the balance and everything could be rebalanced for, you know, the 7 remake. Make it faster, make it speedier, you know, have turn-based, but have a open-world action combat where, you know, instead of standing on left side, right side, you know, they're on an interactive field, kind of something like, um, like a very fast Dragon Quest Eight kind of combat scene where people, you know, they have quick, you know, actions back and forth. Actually, getting back to hopes, short, oh, yeah. abbreviated combat animations. Mm -hmm. All of them. Summons, limit breaks, all of them. I only needed to see that junk once. And I saw it once back in 1997, so I'm okay if they just make it a fast-paced game. I agree with your point, Trent, that in practice, you know, like Final Fantasy IX is much slower than Final Fantasy VII in combat. And I would say even Final Fantasy VI, and I love Final Fantasy VI, but I feel like the battles, as fast as they are, I mean, just the amount of selection that you have to make in terms of command prompt, it, it does slow the flow down a bit. And, and it's, a, it's, it's such a minor thing, but I, uh, I guess. I guess I'd be down for four or three. It's just, I, I think it makes sense with the three. Just How would you even do that, considering the narrative, though? How not? You know, there's some places where there's possible four characters that could be there, you know. It's like, like it's not, not, way. When you're redoing everything, there's an option to make it possible. But, you know, time does have a point. There is that one section of the game where you have to split up your parties. Uh, I mean, you like, could have, like, you could how, have how two would you, how would you fight if Eris survives. How, well, I don't you know, vengeful ghost no. Eris would be pretty badass, but no one's going to give me that. I don't think she would be badass. I think Trent, the whole stop ruining the fantasy. <laughs> I don't My mean to final ruin fantasy. I, I I really should write an editorial about why Aerith should never be revived because I don't want to revive. Way. I just want her to be <laughs> vengeful ghosts. No, see, it's it's more it's more of a thematic thing than it is anything else. Just just because something is badass doesn't mean it makes sense. Shmeem, no. <laughs> give me my vengeful ghost. No, you should just... you should kill off Cloud and have Aerith oh, be a vengeful be the whole game. That really be mess with some heads. I like. Can, can we just write this for Enix with all our ideas because we are on fire tonight with these ideas. <laughs> I'm sad that there's not going to be. I am very sad there's not going to be additional playable characters. That's what I'm sad that they have said. No. I, as I, I, I just I, I don't want there to not be hidden characters anymore. That's one thing that I think I would really like to not be changed because I like the fact that you can go the whole game and never have Yuffie or Vincent, but if you're so inclined, you can go about getting them mm -hmm. and then you can kind of play through their character arcs. Yeah, so I, I love that. that. I do too. I just wish there were more being added to this version. Like maybe one new character getting tossed in here somehow. I don't know who Marlene. would think, could they possibly Yeah. yeah. I'm <laughs> okay. I'm maybe joking. I should I'm stop uh, maybe I should stop coming up with ideas Show that are How about Lucretia? <laughs> She'd be like evil mad scientist lady. 
She's not evil. No, 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 but I would want her to play as an evil mad scientist like they do in Dungeons and Dragons. I think I think the lesson of this podcast is that we shouldn't let Sam anywhere near this game. <laughs> okay, so that's Trent's final thought, Mac. Oh, I'm before it was announced, you know, hearing about it just made me like meh like i don't care this is this is not a game i wanted remade it was not something i would ever petition for or ever really you know cried out that i wanted it remade you know everybody knows i want final fantasy 12 remade not just hd full on remake i've got the ideas come hit me up you know i've got the idea <laughs> yeah bring it I on i will I'll lead be your this idea. project into the future <laughs> yes i you will be the idea guy final fantasy 7 2 and 3 Yes, Aaron I have returns. the ideas. I have the ideas for Final Fantasy twelve, but with Final Fantasy seven, it was a game I never really cared if it got remade. wasn't at the forefront of my mind at all. Something I wanted to see happen because I just didn't care. It in my mind, it would have been cooler to see it happen back in the PSP day when they could have just used like the Crisis Core engine, fixed up the translation, done some tweaks, released it there when the PSP was hot, and you know I would have been thrilled with that. But it now that it's pretty actually on PSP yeah. with the Crisis Core engine, yeah. But now that it's actually happening, and it's not something that I really wanted, I am actually more interested in it than I thought I would be because you know I do have a fondness for Final Fantasy VII, despite the fact I don't you know care for the battle system as much as other people do and materia and all that crap. It just it doesn't really hit home with me. I still am way more interested this in this than I expected. Okay, Sam. I just want to get to the part with speedos, and then I'm good. Like okay. I, I really okay. <laughs> no, I think you were being 100 percent honest. Is, that's, that, that sounds like that's exactly a spot on. Sam. No, no, that's but, a spot okay, on if final I, thought. If I am being absolutely serious, as much as this conversation has been really fun tonight, and I like our crackpot ideas that will totally never happen, I'm still not that convinced. Nor am I interested. Am I going to keep casually watching the information? Yes, because. There is still that part of me that will always have the curiosity. Um, but to say that, like, when it releases, I'm going to go right out and buy it. No, I'm going to let you guys do it for me. Okay. It seems to be my answer to a lot of these podcasts we've done lately with things. Okay. So, I guess where, where I'm at is I feel like that Square Enix has given up a choke chain on a fandom. Yeah, they're going to sell a lot of copies of this, but by doing it, They've given up on the chance to release even more spinoffs to Final Fantasy VII that people will just buy in the vain hope of having more. So I, I think I think they've almost sort of lost some marketing pull by giving by giving this away. You know, finally letting that card drop. And I also want to be the one who writes the staff review for this game. Mac, I feel like actually we should allow this because this could be interesting. Oh, but like, as the only person here who actually has never finished the game, yeah, and come, only got come as far as just two. Come see me again in three years. Yeah, well, like <laughs> if I'm still here in three, if we're all still here in three years. Yeah, let's revisit this. We'll three revisit years. that. So you don't think the apocalypse is going to happen when this game releases? Because I kind of think it will. Well, happen. I mean, hell will freeze over, but that's yeah. only you know that that's not necessarily like an apocalyptic condition. Yeah, and that's DLC anyways. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So Trent, any, anything, any last notes before we move to feedback? No, let's hit up feedback. All right, so feedback, we got we got two comments. 
uh, flamethrower did not consume our content and decided it was to to use valuable time of his life to kick in two entirely tangential scents to a link to old news. Don't do that! Oh, Scott. <laughs> that was Shaman a very... was cool. Shaman that was, was a... cool. Well, like How so? How okay, so? so Shaman brought up this idea that um, stretch goals can lead to scope creep that can really kill a project. Uh, like, that's basically what happened to Broken Age. And I think that's a really good point. I think it's important to keep your, your project focused for your budget, even as more money rolls in. But you are going to lose out on Kickstarter backers by not throwing more stuff on the fire after you've hit your goal. I mean, we even made the point that a game's not going to go... Like, Mac's not going to back a successful, a funded Kickstarter unless there's a Vita port on the line. And I think if... And I think there's plenty of games where... If the stretch goal is adding that one thing that'll push them over the edge, it's worth putting it on the board. Yeah, I was going to counter and kind of touch on that, but the one thing I have to use it as an example, like, had a Vita version from the start, so I can't really even complain about that, so never mind. You just like that there's a Vita version, right, Mac? Heck yeah. It's like you don't even know me. Okay. And so, apparently yes. we got an email about so, him uh, as a cranky jerk. Okay, so Victor, <laughs> he, he sent us an email to remind me that a link in uh, the archive was broken. Which you're awesome for doing. Which, I know you're trying to help, but it makes me grumpy. <laughs> Scott likes being grumpy, though. So I'm, I mean, it, it is the grumpiness that fuels this podcast, because I don't know if you realize this, but I will put on an even more cantankerous face... Uh, just to rile up Trent so he will say things, he will yell things at me for good podcasting. Good, good and, pos- you guys good, have a beautiful uh, relationship. Yeah, plus, it's fun to listen to Sam and Trent go back and forth over points that sometimes aren't even completely tied together. But it's still, I love it. It's because we love each other, okay? Yes. As much as we're all grumpy at something, there's always one of us who's slightly cheerful, and three of us are grumpy. Then to be clear, I yelled at you because you were wrong. <laughs> so I'm still Team Kelsey, and I'm just going to take Kelsey. Yeah, but the grumpiness later. is what fuels you thinking me being wrong today. Later, oh, it I'm might be grumpy. something else. Right. He just wants to be right. It's okay. We understand yeah. how this goes. This is like you know when you throw candy at Trent. Uh, That's pretty cute. I like your girlfriend, Trent. All right, but <laughs> so our closer for the night is that so Obata died. We need to take a few minutes of silence. I mean, it, it's gonna. It, this is a thing that's gonna be a fact of a certain generation's lives. Is that the, the the grand old men of the golden age are gonna start dropping now? I mean, it it's not really gonna happen for another ten years, but it's gonna hurt each time. I, it's gonna sting a little each time. Like I'm gonna be inconsolable when more Inspector, creator of Deus Ex, do a shot dies. I know the feeling. I mean, you know, I yeah, I have nothing. Nothing really to say that hadn't already been said. Rest in peace. He was a good man. I, tr- I truly, truly respect his business vision and the way he dealt with shareholders and the way he just ran things. For better or worse, you know the man stood by his convictions and didn't cow down to stupid shareholders. And you know what? you got to love a man who's willing to cut his own paycheck to keep other people alive. You never hear about that with businesses. 
you do, but it's it's it is it is intensely rare and almost specific to. Can I mention something really quick that relates to this? Mm-hmm. Um, like up until like a day before the world find out about its passing, media outlets everywhere were talking about how he should step down, how backwards Nintendo has become. Uh, people have like, said that the, for the, decades. The poor leadership, that sort of thing. I I saw outlets that said the nastiest things about that man immediately put up long-winded and and, and really emotionally driven well, memorandums. Well, everyone's a saint once they're dead. I mean, God knows what we think of Michael Jackson it, these days. It, it's, it's just really frustrating how it was only... And I get it, like, you only realize what you've lost when it's gone, but it, mm-hmm. it's so frustrating how two-faced a lot of people now look because... They've they've changed gears so quickly after his death, and and I I think he was the type of individual where, I mean, his actions d- demanded respect while he was still living, and I, and and I honestly think the same way about him now as I did when he was alive. A great reverence for the man. He's he's not a saint clearly, but 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 to, to see such a a shift in the winds on the internet, the shit winds, it was just. Iwata was behind a lot of backward ideas at Nintendo, but at the same time, one of his backward ideas was let's make fun games that work the first time, which is something you can always appreciate. Yeah, it's much respect, you know, despite the fact that, yeah, it's like you said, people have always always been saying that about him it wasn't just something recently well, nintendo has been doomed since 1986 <laughs> yeah that's an exactly. episode coming up by the way no nintendo okay. has yeah. always been doomed as much as i am like very hard on nintendo a lot of the time whenever i heard about things that iwata was doing yes i always kind of in my head was going what are you doing but at the same time you know when you have a vision. I mean, you got to try it once just to see if it's going to work or not. And you know what? I appreciated that about him. Yes, it wasn't perfect, but I like that he took the risks that he did. They didn't mm-hmm. always pay off, but it showed that he was willing to try something just, just to see what it would do. And, you know, like it makes me think of Earthbound because that's a game that <laughs> was like his behavior in some ways. Just yeah. unpredictable, but at the same time, he kind of wanted to see where he'd go with it. Yeah, and if anybody hasn't gone through and read some of the comments and some of the stories about when he has been a about when he has been a coder and some of the things he did as far as his development skills himself, if you if, haven't if you read like some of those stories, half, if you like do the, it. The, the second half of Pokemon Silver and Gold, it, it's there because of him and his wicked awesome compression skills. Yeah, he, he is so he, he the man could math. The man could yeah. So, Mr. Iwata, we salute you, because you're still a pretty rad guy. Also, Kirby. I have to mention Kirby. Uh, my heart breaks a little bit. Yes, for Noodle. Oh, no. We're never going to agree on anything else, Noodle. But Not Kirby. ever. Kirby's pretty neat. <laughs> so, what's our future show? Let's get into some, uh, let's get into systemizing morality, I think, is next time. But until then, uh, rate, comment, subscribe, share. Send more emails about how Scott is a cranky guy. I like them. I'm going to remember, peeps, I'm married to him, so that crankiness is something I deal with on a regular basis. <laughs> Talk to him about Gundam. He giggles like a schoolgirl. Iron-blooded orphans looks rad, and if it betrays my hopes, I will crush you forever. No, he'll just cry into a puddle of tears. It's okay.
But uh, I love you guys, and I just want to remind the three of you. You know, I know this episode, and we're being a little mushy, but I appreciate when you yell at me, just as I like yelling at you guys. See you next time. You guys are supposed to say bye! 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 <laughs> I suck at this. I suck at I was on goodbye. point tonight. Sure. <laughs> no, I really was. But I like my crackpot ideas. I want all of them to happen. The Active Topical Banter Show is an RP Gamer production, all rights reserved. Visit rpgamer.com for contact info, discussions, and other great content. Music by Nubuo Oematsu, arrangements courtesy of ocremix.com. Can I sit in the cool chair? No. No one's in the cool chair. You're forbidden from cool chair. Why? This is my cool chair. But we're married, and I'm the wife, and I deserve comfort. <laughs> You're saving this all little blooper reel, aren't you? Well, it's why would I run a recording if I wasn't saving stupid shit for the blooper reel? Tell me. Tell me why would I do that? Press X to Batman. Press X to Batman. Except it really isn't press X to Batman now that I think about it. It's more like press square to Batman, which doesn't sound as cool. Where it's totally press X to Jim Gordon. Nope, that hasn't happened. He's kicking out of the room, though. I'm not kicking you out of the room. You are. You, ju- you just wanted to watch a show in here, and it's not going to work out because we're podcasting. We have other rooms, Trent. Then, then watch TV in the other room. No, you go. Yes, I'm taking your candy. Can I have some leftovers? Sure. Baby, you're breaking my heart. More than that, you're taking my candy. Don't do this to me. You're giving me smoldery eyes, and I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she just threw a big bag of candy at me. No, you didn't know where you're laying down. You sit up. Ugh. <laughs> I'm not going to eat it right now. You calm down. <laughs> Get out of here, Trent! I'm the new favorite! I'm podcasting tonight. In a shocking turn of events. You're not allowed to podcast. Uh. Uh, Kelsey, you're hired as my news monkey. Write news about Pathfinder, because I don't give a f- Uh, Yay! You can say yay now, but being a newsie sucks. Especially for Pathfinder. Ultimate whatever introduces 8 billion new feats for no f***ing reason for no one to use. I can make it fun. <laughs> awesome! That was the easiest hiring ever! Yeah, guys. <laughs> We're ruining Trent's life. Don't encourage <laughs> So Sam is remaking Final Fantasy VII with finger puppets. Well, and- Prinny and finger puppets! Well, okay, Sam, but you need to leave Fr- Prinny under the microphone so I can remind you to talk to the Prinny. So the audio comes out normal, and I don't have a bill to spend a wait billion hours. Wait till I get my finger leveling. puppets for work in the mail. I'm I'm sorry I can't podcast. I'm still Not wearing pants. pants.